Happy Monday. Nate Dickinson with you. You're listening in to Locked On Golden Gophers. Starting off the week with a good show, but still more bad news if you're a Minnesota basketball fan at least. Gophers fall over the weekend to Nebraska this time. Continuing their woes not only in the Big Ten as of late, but against the worst of the worst in the Big Ten to boot. We'll talk about everything that happened against Nebraska and what it means now that it looks like at least the season's hopes for NCAA tournament play are over. We'll talk more about that later on in the program here on Locked On Golden Gophers. Our show today is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Well, as we do every day, we'll start you off with some news from around the University of Minnesota. Here's what you may have missed over the last 24 hours. We did mention Marcus Carr and the Minnesota Gophers' loss to Nebraska Saturday. It was a tough loss for Minnesota, but Marcus Carr had a career night. 41 points in a tough comeback that fell just short for Minnesota. He was the fourth player to score at least 41 points for Minnesota on the hardwood. The school record is 42. There were a couple of Big Ten champions crowned for Minnesota over the weekend. We had the women's track and field team that won the Big Ten championship as a unit. And then Owen Heft made the mile Big Ten championship mark. He ran the mile in 4 minutes, 5 seconds, and 45 hundredths of a second to take the win. Also, Minnesota football got a commit from a quarterback over the weekend. Jacob Knuth, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, K-N-U-T-H, commits to Minnesota. He had offers out of Iowa, Kansas State, listed as a pro-style quarterback at three stars on 24-7 sports. Maybe more on him, him later in the week. We'll try and get some more information on the latest commits for Minnesota. We do also have some scores to go over for over the weekend for the Gophers. As we get into it, there was a lot that happened over the weekend. I'll get to the highlights. As we mentioned, Minnesota men's basketball fell to Nebraska 78-74 on Saturday. We'll talk more about that one. Women's golf finished 8th over in Florida at a Florida State matchup in Tallahassee. Women's tennis lost 4-3 at Illinois over the weekend. The men's tennis team lost at home to Illinois 5-3. Softball split a couple of matchups over the weekend 6-2 and then 7-5 on Sunday against Indiana, a win and loss respectfully. Men's gymnastics was in action, not finished by the time of recording, and a couple of events postponed scheduled from Sunday as well. Women's basketball does not happen, and also men's hockey against Penn State postponed over the weekend too. There is one matchup already underway depending on when you're watching or listening, I should say, listening to the podcast. It could already be underway or could already be done. Men's soccer today is facing off on the road at Michigan State at 8.30 a.m. local time. So if you are listening in a little bit later in the day, you can go and check in right now. See how the Gophers soccer team ended up faring against the Spartans. That's a look at what's going on around the University of Minnesota as we speak. Again, coming up later on in the show here on Locked On Golden Gophers, we're going to take a look at what's next for Minnesota basketball. Team has lost to two of the worst teams in the Big Ten over the last week, making Minnesota look like, well, one of the worst teams in the Big Ten. 
Gophers tournament hopes are all but gone. We'll break down what you can take away from this team the rest of the season if you're set on still watching. And also what this means for Minnesota going forward and Richard Pitino going forward too. While the Gophers do still have some games left before the season's done, we don't know how many games it will be at this point, but you can bet on all of them over at Bet Online. We'll give you all the information you need. You can take the knowledge we give you over to Bet Online and make some money. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. It even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV, too. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you could imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up as well. Also, we'll help you out, too. Head over to the website and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code Locked On. That's Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We'll be back talking more Gopher basketball in just a minute here on Locked On Golden Gophers. Nate Dickinson here with Locked On. Nate Dickinson back with you here on Locked On Golden Gophers. We're going to break down, well, what do we do next? If you're a Minnesota basketball fan, the team with another tough loss over the weekend to Nebraska, all but dashing the hopes of the NCAA tournament. And who knows what that means for the team going forward, but that's what we're going to talk about right now. But before we get into that, we need to get into exactly where things stand with the Gophers and how we got there. First, though, while we have you covered with everything you need to know about the Gophers, what about the rest of sports? Well, now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Again, it's less than 20 minutes long. Give it a try. It's not going to take up that much of your time just to try it out. All right, so let's talk a little bit about where we're at right now. And before we do get into what happened with Minnesota over the last week, we do have to, maybe for the last time, update you on where Joe Lenardi has the Gophers right now. All right, so this will be the last time we do this with all the music and everything, unless the Gophers make any sort of real run at getting back into things. But... Joe Lenardi does still have the Gophers technically on the bubble right now, and as it stands, he has Minnesota as one of the next four out. So there's the last four in, the first four out, and then there's the next four out for the teams that are like kind of looking in from afar away. Michigan State, by the way, has gone on a big run. They've gone from like the next four out into what's now the tournament field, but Minnesota set it in the exact opposite direction. They could fall all the way out of the picture even before their next game with the way that some other schedules with other teams are playing out. There's still some hope because, again, you're still at least in the picture right now. But everything's gone wrong for this team. And Minnesota's not looking like it's going to play any better anytime soon. Even if it starts playing better with who it has, there's still no Gabe Kalsher. And there's no sign that Liam Robinson is going to be 100% anytime soon. 
So it's time to accept the reality, if you haven't already, that this team is not making the NCAA tournament. Not the way it's looking right now. Maybe if Gabe Kalsher were to somehow find a way to fix a broken hand by tomorrow, or Liam Robbins was back to his old self, then the Gophers could be the team that beat Michigan, beat Ohio State, and beat Iowa. But that same team, while having played this year, is not the team that selection committee is going to be looking at in a couple of weeks. Just not the case. So you need to realize that this Gopher team is done now. I held out for as long as I could until, well, this point. Because, quite honestly, the numbers were still there. And we'll break it down in a minute. There are still scenarios where I think the Gophers can make this tournament. But you have to, at some point, be able to face that music, you know? And realize this team, even if it were to make a field of 68, is it going to do anything more than maybe get a first-round win, a round of 64 win? This team isn't equipped to do anything more than that right now. Maybe at the start of February, you're thinking about getting to that second weekend of the NCAA tournament, seeing what kind of real noise you can make. But now all that's gone. Now the questions all of a sudden have, out of nowhere, come up about, well, what is this defense if it can absolutely fall apart without one player there? What was this team before, and how good actually was it? Was it able to just play well at home against really good teams? Were we fooled by the idea that Minnesota was a really, really good team with the ability to knock off a Michigan or an Ohio State or a team of that caliber in the tournament? I don't know the answers to all those questions, but it's over now. And it's time to start thinking about the future. There's so many things that these Gophers have to fix. And that's what we're going to talk about in the next segment. But I do want to first, before we get to that, make sure that we break down at least if you are someone who wants to remain hopeful. And I'm done being optimistic, but I will never, never down the people who want to be. We will at least break down the two scenarios I can see at least where the Gophers can at least try and find a way in. Scenario one is that a bunch of other teams around the Gophers fall apart. Scenario two is Minnesota goes on a big run in the Big Ten tournament. I said when this team had four games left that I thought four more wins, no matter what games they came in, would be enough to get this team over the hump. And I still think that might be able to be the case. Now, it it might not end up being four. It might have to be five now. But with the way that this is all set up at the Big Ten Tournament. Gophers would have to, let's say, win the next two games. Far from a given. I wouldn't even pick them to win the next two games. But say they win both those games. That's two wins, plus what would end up being your assuming having to play one of those 11, 12, 13, 14 games in the Big Ten Tournament. Then going on to face off against a two or three seed, maybe, whoever that is, in the Big Ten standings at the end of the day. You win those two games, then you have not only four more wins in the Big Ten, but also one win against a team that in the second round of the Big Ten tournament is presumably 
at the very least, good enough to get into the NCAA tournament. All the teams at that level are, at least if there's no upsets, going to be at the spots where they've already pretty much secured tournament bids, except for, again, hopefully Minnesota. But if you get those wins against those teams, it could be enough. It's no longer guaranteed enough anymore because you lost to two of the worst teams in the Big Ten. But that's the one way to get there is if Minnesota gets on a big, big run in the Big Ten tournament. The other way is if everybody else falls apart around Minnesota, which is much less likely. It was a lot more convenient a week ago when Minnesota was still in the field of 68. Barely in, but still in it. Having all those mid-majors on the bubble that we talked about, Colorado State, Utah State, Richmond... Those schools like that were good to have below Minnesota because you looked at the rest of the schedule for the Gophers and the rest of the schedule for everybody else, and those games everybody else had weren't Big Ten games. They weren't opportunities for Big Ten wins like what the Gophers had. So when there was the opportunity for the Gophers to pick up wins that were going to get them over everybody else, that's a good thing, especially when Minnesota was already over it. But right now the Gophers are way far behind those teams. And those teams are playing their mid-major opponents, which means they're probably not going to lose. There's less room for them to fall, and also less room for the Gophers to climb back up after last week. I was optimistic over the course of the last week, and maybe I should have put more of a word of caution on this. Because I would say, hey, this is all dependent on Minnesota taking care of its own business. But... I guess shame on me for assuming this team was going to be able to beat Northwestern and Nebraska. Two of the worst teams in the Big Ten, one which had lost 13 games in a row, and the other which had won one Big Ten game all season. I don't know. Maybe I just thought that that team that was be able to beat the three teams who people are considering for ones and two seeds... I just thought that even a fraction of that team was going to be able to come together and beat a Northwestern and Nebraska, even if it is on the road, which only one of them was. But I just thought they still had that much left. But it's clear now there's more problems here. And we're going to break down that in just a minute. But right now you either are accepting, as we talked about earlier, that this is over or you're hanging on to the idea that either a bunch of other teams are going to start losing a lot of games real fast, or Minnesota is going to start playing like a team that they haven't looked like in, well, what's closing in on a month now. I don't think either of those things are going to happen. And that means that it might be time to say goodbye to any hopes that you had of this team making the NCAA tournament. But that's up to you. I'm just here to give you the info. Coming up in just a second, I'm going to give you my takes on where I think you should be looking if you are going to give up on the postseason hopes for this team. Down the rest of the stretch for the Gophers, who should you watch out for? Who do I want to see get some more time if it is, in fact, time to wave the white flag? And, oh, Richard Pitino, by the way, what's his job situation like going into the offseason? We'll talk about all that right here on Locked On Golden Gophers in just a moment. I'm Nate Dickinson. 
Hey, I know you might be someone who during this pandemic has started trying to work out a little bit more. I'm one of those guys. I had a little more time. I'm going to try and go to the gym a little bit more right now and get in shape. And when you start going, you might be one of those people who wants to get involved in one of the many ways you can take your protein now. They got the shakes, the bars, the powder stuff that you can put into the drinks you already got. There's all sorts of ways to get it. People know that. But Built Bar is the one way that's able to get you all of your protein. Make sure that you're staying healthy with what you're putting in your body while also giving you an outstanding taste too. This is 100% chocolate in all of their bars while also keeping things under 200 calories, giving you at least 15 grams of protein while less than 5 grams of sugar and 5 grams of net carbs as well. They've got everything that you might desire as far as flavors go to. They're always coming out with these crazy new ones, so you might be able to find one that's just in your niche, or you can go back to the old classics too. They'll always keep you on your toes with the new flavors they're coming out with, and you can also get some money off as well by using our code LOCKEDON20 at BuiltBar.com for 20% off your order. That's LOCKEDON20 at BuiltBar.com. Go give them a try. I promise, this is a different way to get your protein. You're going to love the way it tastes, and you're going to be able to find a bar that's just right for you. They've got, seriously, like, too many flavors. Too many flavors for you to choose from. We'll be right back in just a moment talking more Minnesota Gopher basketball here on Locked On Golden Gophers. I'm Nate Dickinson with Locked On. Welcome back, Locked On Golden Gophers on a Monday, wrapping things up with me, Nate Dickinson, as we always do every weekday, keeping you updated on everything you need to know about the Gophers. Hey, outside of the show, if you want to stay up to date on everything going on with Minnesota, give us a follow on Twitter. At LO Golden Gophers is the place to go for all of your Minnesota news. We keep it up to date over there on the Twitter page. And you can also follow my personal Twitter if you like while you're over there. It's at Nate with Sports on Twitter, at Nate with Sports. Also, I got another plug to make. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective around all the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the league. Get your picks previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so let's break down this gopher season the rest of the way. So Minnesota, let's say, isn't going to make the NCAA tournament. That's a safe assumption to make at this point. What should you be watching for still? If you're not thinking about what the gophers need to be fixing in the next couple of weeks to get ready for tournament play, how far ahead are we talking here? Obviously, you're looking toward next season, and there's a whole other discussion that we'll break down in just a moment about Richard Petito and his situation with the team. But as far as just the players out on the court, there's a couple things I think you should at least be hoping to be able to see. Number one is as much Jamal Mashburn Jr. as possible. Give him all that he can take, because... Right now, he seems to be the brightest spot on this team. Not just looking forward to the future, but like with how 
terrible everybody else has been, not even everybody, but everything else has been with this squad, Jamal Mashburn has been quietly leading the way offensively, and I'm perfectly fine with, if this season is over, letting him turn that into whatever it is that's boiling up underneath his talent, because it seems like he can be the guy who can take over for Marcus Carr whenever he leaves, assuming that's after this year, as the guy who's the main ball carrier for this team. He can also apparently do it on defense in a way that I hope is able to maintain itself once he gets starters minutes all the time. So Jamal Mashburn Jr. right now, the way I'm looking at it, is the biggest asset the Gophers have. He's just a freshman. He's got valuable minutes. And I think he has the ability to grow into a player who can be a Marcus Carr kind of offensive player. Or even a Gabe Kalsher defensive player. It just depends on how he develops. But the point is, you have to get him developing right now. Right away. Because if this doesn't matter anymore, these games at least, there's no point in not having him out there and getting this time. He needs it. It's the Big Ten. And you can't just go out there and be able to get it right away. Liam Robbins learned that early. He's adjusted well. Jamal Mashburn is getting good time here in this conference right now, and I think it's something that you can't take away from him. Again, if you're giving up on the season, like I think I've established that I am right now. I also want to see a lot less of guys, well, that are really injured in any way. If Gabe Kalsher gets back to 100%, throw him in there. Why not? If Liam Robbins does the same, go for it. Please. But otherwise, there's no reason to have those guys out on the court. Normally, I would say you wouldn't have those guys out on the court. But college basketball is a weird sport in that one, as we talked about before, it keeps you in it. Minnesota could, as we said last segment, have either a hot streak come on or have some teams start to lose. And if, say, a couple of teams do end up losing a few games between now and the next matchup for Minnesota later on this week, Maybe there's some thoughts of, well, Liam Robbins should play in this game to give the Gophers a better chance. But if he's not 100% healthy, I don't want to see him out there. I don't care if things are starting to look better for the Gophers. I think the odds of them making this tournament are small enough that it's not worth taking the risk. Because even if they pull off the highly unlikely now and make the field of 68, as we mentioned, Team's not going anywhere, if you ask me. Not past that first weekend, no doubt. So, no risk in having the guys who have anything going on with them. Gabe Kalsher, Liam Robbins, Booth Gotch, whatever's going on with his foot. Any of that. Don't mess around with that stuff. It's not worth it for the future of your team. But, that being said, as we mentioned earlier, as I told you I'd talk about... Richard Pitino isn't necessarily thinking about the future of this team 100%. He's got a job on the line here. And obviously, I'm not saying that Pitino would ever play anyone who was injured to try and save his job. That's a bad transition and end of one thing going into another. But that is the question, kind of, with this team. How do you balance between still trying to look good and win games, because that does still matter, even if this team isn't going to make the tournament, and trying to get better long-term. The Gophers have lost 11 of their last 12. 
even if Richard Pacino, Patino can see the path to the tournament and he thinks he has a responsibility to do everything that he can to make sure the Gophers do their part in trying to claw their way back into it, at some point he has to look at the fact that his team has lost 11 of its last 12 and say, this squad isn't going to be the one that's special, you know? And to that extent, if the front office, or I guess it's not really a front office, it's not a professional sports organization, but if the athletic department is so inclined that they believe that they should be rid of Patino at the end of this season, I see no reason to not do that right now. I'm not someone who's going to tell you to get rid of Richard Patino or keep Richard Patino. I'm not someone who thinks they know enough to be able to make those decisions right or wrong. I've seen plenty of coaches who I thought were terrible and showed evidence of being terrible turning around. Plenty of coaches who have shown evidence of being really good have fallen apart. So I'm not going to tell you to keep Richard Patino or not. But if the athletic department right now is looking at it and saying, well, it was either make the NCAA tournament or this guy was not going to be here anymore. That's been decided. So if you're going to get rid of him, I say get rid of him now. You want to be able to look ahead. There's nothing that says to a program and to a team, hey, let's turn a new leaf and let's start thinking about next season than getting rid of a head coach. And again, if Richard Pitino were thinking about his own well-being over the team's future, he may be putting guys out there at times to try and win games when that's not what's best for the team. Again, that's something that's more just complicated with college basketball, but again, the point. You keep everybody healthy. You don't have a coach scrambling to save his own job doing things that might be reckless for the future of the team. And you get to reset now instead of resetting, what, two, three weeks from now? If you're going to get rid of Richard Pitino, do it now. He's not going to do anything the rest of the season that's going to get rid of any of the question marks you have about him now. So if the opinion now is that you're going to get rid of him, then at least the way I see it, you're going to get rid of him. So do it right now so you can start rebuilding right now instead of wasting everybody's time by keeping him around for a few more weeks. Just doesn't seem worth it for me. We'll talk more about what's going on with this team as we continue throughout the week here on Locked On at Golden Gophers. Again, still a few more games to get through. And again, there's still plenty more with the future of this team to look at with what the Gophers have down the rest of the way. That's coming up as we continue along on our week here on Locked On Golden Gophers. Every weekday, everything you need to know about Minnesota. Until tomorrow, row the boat, Sky Uma, go Gophers. Nate Dickinson with Locked On.